In our opinion, there are two types of movies. Those active in the minds of pop culture, your masterpieces, your witty comedies, your impactful horrors. There are even those that are so bad they're good. Cult classics. This is not the show about those movies. This is about the left behind, the mediocre, 7th at the box office and bottom of the bargain bin. This is a show for the movies you forgot about. I'm Peter. I'm Wesley. Hello from obscurity. Yeah, eventually we'll get like a intro song or something. In the meantime, it'll just be me mouthing something. Maybe I'll just drop the uh, the theme to the blob right at the top. <laughs> Hello. Beware of the blob, it creeps. <laughs> a strangely jovial song for like a horror movie. <laughs> I think it was because it was, uh, they were trying to, I don't know. I think horror was done differently back then where horror was meant for the kids. And so we need to not uh-huh. scare them because little Lucy Lou and her uh, her Bobby that went to the movies... Don't want to get scared. They want to get romantic. They want to get delighted, Delighted. bemused, beguiled. Yes. And what a movie to do it with. Because let let me tell you a little bit about The Blob, Wesley. Uh, Yes, please. The Blob, it came out in, uh, we're talking about the original The Blob. Came out in 1958. Rated X. uh, Deemed uh, too frightening for normal audiences. Um, directed by uh, Irvin S. Yeaworth Jr., uh, and the first starring role of Steve McQueen and Annetta Corso and or Corsat. I do not know how to pronounce her last name. Uh, and then kind of like a, uh, uh, just a swath of swath. either nobodies or character actors. Swath. Wow. I love that yeah. word. I, I'm I am improving my vocabulary day by day. All right. All right. I like it. This I so I know way too much about this movie. Um partially because uh I've just been doing research for like seven days now. But also <laughs> uh also this was the first movie I watched that terrified me as a child. Um Okay. I think I was I, I was either six or seven when my parents rented it from Blockbuster Video, Ooh. and uh, we we watched it, and they awoke the next morning after we watched this movie to find the VHS copy of The Blob thrown into the trash. Wow! Because uh, I I did not want it in the house anymore. Oh, it was you! It was you! It was me! I thought it was going to yeah. be like a haunted story or something. Oh, no, no. It was just a scared oh, child. Okay. They woke up to find a mysterious blob-like substance on the floor and it in the trash. Yeah, I don't know what it was about this, about the blob that, like, freaked me out so much. Uh, but it still does. Whenever there's, like, a blob... So, there's a show that came out last year called uh, The Blood of Zeus. Uh, and it was this... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was this anime uh, about, like... This bastard son of Zeus and like all these Greek gods. And uh, there's this creature in it that it's just a bird. Um, But the thing that it does is it opens up its wings and it's got like this goop on its wings and it sucks people up from the ground into the wings and then like dissolves and eats them. Very similar to the blob. Mm -hmm. And I saw that and I had like a gut reaction of, oh, God. Because the blob has just conditioned me to fear all things gelatinous, I guess. Ooh. Open open your fridge, get some Smucker's jelly. You go, oh, God. Exactly. And you uh, well, throw it on the ground. What, what, yeah, what, what were your initial reactions to this movie, Wesley? Well, I, I was excited that it was something that, uh, that was in the 50s or the 60s. Because I feel like the 50s is kind of a forgotten era of movies that because in the 60s things started to change for movies and that's the movies that i remember changing to uh-huh. the 70s which got dark and gritty which influenced kind of today's media more but the 50s and the 40s those seem to be bygone eras but even the 40s had more classics than the 50s so i don't know i was like okay cool <laughs> we're doing something from the 50s um, we're doing a schlocky yeah. film, which I enjoy. 
Uh, I love Mystery Science Theater 3000, so I was excited to see yeah. it. This really, I, I have not watched this movie probably since I was six years old. Uh, okay. It, like, I just never came back to it. And but it left an impression. It on left you. a major impression. And uh, honestly, if there was any movie to bring me back to like the 1950s to watch like an old creature feature, it was gonna be this. Sure, 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 sure. And this, yeah, this is like the era of movies where the teens, like they were really starting to yeah. figure out. Oh, there's an audience for teens. They yeah. go to movies. Let's cast the world's oldest teenagers. <laughs> right? Isn't Steve McQueen like 28 in this movie? He's 28. Um, Annette Cor... Cor... Cor Corso? Yeah. Corson? I'm just going to say Corso because it looks yes. French. Um, she is... Uh, she was 26. Steve McQueen was 28. Most of the other teens were also in their late 20s. Oh, yeah. They looked... They looked... Uh, they looked early 30s. Yeah. I, Steve McQueen, I, like... I thought he was, like, 50 in that opening shot. You get a close-up on his face, and he looks... The same age as my dad. <laughs> that's because he smokes. That's what, like, that's, I feel like he's, he's, he was a chain smoker. So, oh, yeah. That's what happens when you smoke, like, three packs a day for, I don't know, seven years. Or when did you think he started smoking? 16. Uh, so he, 12 like years 10 of, years old, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Hey, we guys, some, we're back. We had some technical difficulties there, but we're back. <laughs> Um, we should mention this has been a, a, a work in progress. We tried to record yes. this like three times uh, on Tuesday. Um, every time uh, it kept getting cut off. There was a Wi-Fi that just went down. And I'll not mention whose. <laughs> I, I will say I was in like a remote hut in the mountains. Uh, so it was probably my fault. <laughs> but... We're we're I'm back in LA now. I'm plugged into my at home Wi Fi. Yes, this time it was my fault. I'm pretty sure because <laughs> I bought the cheapest computer to do audio recording stuff, and it it cannot do any of this stuff. It's like okay, well, I'm working with what I got. Too late to bring it back. Well, yeah, but before before we can give. Our technology a chance to fail again. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the plot. Of the <laughs> yes. So we open opening shot. We see the the oldest teenagers in the world yeah, yeah. making out. Nothing's uh, really changed, right? It's like Tobey Maguire is still playing Spider Man's and and like all these Gossip yeah. Girl is like 25 year old girls having yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is true. Like, we, we still have grown adults playing teenagers. But there's just something about Steve McQueen's old man face. Yes. That does not read teen to me. Yes. No, it's not great. But And, and Steve McQueen playing a, a character named Steve. <laughs> and uh, his girlfriend, I think? Jane? I think this is their first date. Yeah, Lover's Lane. And uh, they, they look up and they see a, a shooting star coming across the sky that uh, crash lands very near to their car because they're up at Makeout Point. And uh, uh, Steve McQueen, oh man, does not care about kissing anymore because he's got to find this star. It comes across the sky. He he ends the makeout session. He's like, let's go find it. It's a mood killer. I must roids. I mean, every time I see shooting stars, my, oh, there's no romance in that. It's like trying to you. make out with your girlfriend and you actually want to watch uh, the movie, you know? You're like, uh, you know what? Mummy is on. Uh-huh. Just Netflix today. I, I just Netflix. Just Netflix. No, Forget yeah, exactly. the chill. Just the Netflix. But it turns out this shooting star has crashed in uh, uh, the middle of the woods by some random hillbilly's house. And he has a little dog barking and he walks out and he sees this uh, uh, very plaster looking asteroid. Yes. <laughs> complete with the little like space craters and the cracks in it. It looked gooey. And uh, uh, he does what any self-respecting dude in the woods who would who had found an uh, uh, asteroid would do. Uh, he starts poking it with a stick. Absolutely. For uh, for fun. 
There's no reason not to. And it, it cracks open. Yeah, cracks open, and there's some sort of slime in it, like a clear slime. Um, so uh, uh, he continues poking it with a stick, lifts it up, and uh, it, in a brilliant act of 1950s special effects, they uh, he turns the stick upside down, but the blob, because uh, that's what it is, spoiler alert, this is the blob, uh, uh, zooms up the stick and onto his hand. Uh and he just starts crying out in pain for somebody, even though he's alone in the woods. Rated X. Rated X. Uh, so before before we get too deep into this, it, I feel like it's becoming routine for me to mention the special effects. Team oh yes, go ahead. These Please, I'd love to know. <laughs> uh. Yeah, special effects team was one dude, the art director. Um, he was the entire special effects team. This was the uh, only movie he ever did special okay. effects for. Uh, this is only one of two movies he ever art directed. And uh, uh, the blob is this is why this is why I think it got rated X. So the blob is made out of just like silicon. And yes, I saw that. Food coloring, and that's it. It's just like yes. literally a goop. And he made the very intentional choice of every time the blob <laughs> eats a new victim, he added more red food coloring to it to show that it was just okay. full of blood and guts. <laughs> that's why it's blob. That's why it's red because it eats blood. Because it starts <laughs> off like a kind of a a gooey center of a chocolate. Like, mmm, there's some dark chocolate there. Yeah, it's it starts off kind of like weird and viscous and almost see-through. And then as it continues on, it just, it turns red because it's eating people. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the special effects. I enjoyed uh, how wet the blob looked like. It, it, it could be rated yes. X because of that. It was so wet yeah. the whole time. Quite, yeah. quite goopy. All, like it wasn't times. your store bought like Play-Doh. It was ooh. Ooh. No, they made it gross, dude. Yeah. And yeah. so old Hillbilly man, um, he gets the blob stuck on his hand and he runs out onto the road and almost gets hit by Steve and Jane, who uh 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 decide to uh take him to a doctor. And probably my favorite cut in the entire movie is they've picked up this old man. He says, don't touch my hand. There's something on it. And Steve McQueen goes, wow, I hope the doctor's still in. Hard <laughs> to the doctor on the phone saying, hey, uh, uh, hi, Miss Porter. I'm leaving. <laughs> it's so good. And uh, uh, he is he's at his personal house, I guess, that just has like an examining room in it. And okay. as he's locking up, uh, uh, Steve and Jane pull up with this old man and they say, Doc, you gotta take a look at him. Something weird's happening. Go, yeah, you eh, know that this is kind of a uh, low-budget movie if they're having the doctor be, like, at a house. I don't know if that is what happens in the 50s. Again, this is far enough away from our time to really speculate what went on in the 50s. But I yeah. imagine there were hospitals and I imagine that you this was the there time... Were. Where you actually went to hospitals to um, get healed instead of, like, die, uh -huh. which is what it was in the 1800s. So, yeah, yeah, he didn't now, go to a hospital. He went to this guy's house. He went to the doctor's house. He went to the doctor's house. house. Uh, Classic. Now, you, you mentioned um, that this, this seemed like a very low-budget thing. How, Ooh. if you were to guess, in today's dollars... How much did this movie cost to make in today's dollars? Uh, today's dollars. So you you mean you've already adjusted it for inflation? I've already adjusted okay. it for inflation. Peter's adjusted it for inflation. I am going to say... I'm going to say back then it was made in... I'm just going to say $100,000 back then to make it. I'm going to say a million that's Box. very good. The the estimation Woo! is $110,000 in 1958, uh, which is about $1.3 million today. 
Oh, yeah. Which I, I have to say. I won. I've worked on million dollar movies. They look better than that. <laughs> I mean, it looked pretty good. <laughs> there was some, yeah, they, everything went into that uh, blob. Yeah. The special effects. It must have. Because it didn't go to Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen made almost no money on this movie. Well, can we can we talk about? Okay, so so they go to the doctor. They drop yeah. him off, and uh-huh. they're like, "Oh, kind of funny. That's kind of strange." Okay, yeah. Um, you have a good day, doctor. You take care of this old man. Oh, they do notice that it's growing on his arm. It's so gotten it's, bigger. Yeah, it's gone up his forearm or something like that. And uh, they go outside and proceed to have. Like a 13 minute non sequitur when they see teens by their car. And what the uh-huh. fuck do they. More 30 year old yeah, teens. What the fuck do they talk about? I don't know what they're doing. Like this whole scene was yeah, so, so confusing. Yeah. So the, the doctor has asked them to go investigate the oh, old man's house to see if he has like a, like a next of kin to go and talk to. And that's what or you something. should do. You should get and, a. 20 uh, yeah. no sorry what 16 year old 28 year old mm-hmm. uh, out to investigate and yeah they walk outside and a a, a gang of teens has mm-hmm. surrounded their car and taken a hubcap yeah. i guess and, and they start harassing steve and jane but also maybe just joking with them because no. it, it's it's not really clear whether they are I antagonists thought they were or friends. I thought friends. they were like super bullies that yeah. picked on this chain-smoking 16-year-old. But no, it, it's kind of yeah. friendly. And they talk about cars. What the hell do they talk about? It's, it's so yeah, they, non-consequential what they, they talk about. I don't even remember. Like, I'm looking at my <laughs> notes, and I have a beat-by-beat beat breakdown, and I, I don't even mention it You know it what it feels like to me, Peter? Because nothing it feels happens. Like a, uh, it feels like a feature-length, they needed a feature-length film, so they were like, let's do some comedy. Um, yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> and, and talk about cars. Uh-huh. That's what teens like. Yep. Yeah, so in an attempt to, uh, uh, I guess, <laughs> see who's going to be the new king of the town or whatever, they decide to race backwards mm-hmm. to, a tra- to a traffic light as fast as they can. And Steve McQueen, it looks like he's going to do something clever, like, oh, maybe, uh, maybe he'll actually race the other way or something. And no, he just also races and, I guess, lets them win no he wins because they get past the traffic what? light i thought he wins i it's so oh. unclear that like they just said race to the traffic light backwards but he stops yeah and he stops and the other guys go forward but now they're stuck because it the light just turned red and they're law-abiding citizens <laughs> that's why they drag race backwards so they won't uh go, they won't run away huh, okay <laughs> and we 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 are introduced to the uh, chief of police. Oh, was that the chief of this, police? Yeah. Oh, you know the chief of police and like the other policemen looked similar. Like yes, they looked very similar. <laughs> like talk about if you line them up in a, uh, a police lineup, like I wouldn't be able to pick out who's who. So no. Yeah, I kept getting confused who the police were. Yeah. And they're all wearing the uh, same they, outfits. All, I mean, isn't that they're all that's wearing the such same a outfit? Dumb decision. Oh my god! <laughs> Who was the costume designer? Yeah, so the chief of police pulls over just Steve McQueen, yep. um, and they also have a very long, awkward conversation <laughs> about how Steve shouldn't be racing and backwards. Steve, now, and now, Steve now. goes like in his comedy <laughs> mode, and it's not. It's like hot guy comedy. It's, it's like oh, he's so quirky. Yeah. He's so like. But he's cute, you know? And meanwhile, um, uh-huh. Jane is her name, doesn't say a word. He hasn't yes. said... She sa- No, Jane hasn't spoken in a very long time. <laughs> Has she even spoken in this movie? <laughs> yes, because her very first line, she flubs her line. Oh, and yeah, goes, lover's line. <laughs> what was... I mean, what was that in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting Jane is in this movie, even though she's, like, she, always she in is the, in, like, in the she scenes together. She is physically in at almost every scene and says probably 0% of the dialogue. 
No, he, she says nothing. If oh my gosh, so, yeah. After um, this, anyway, he no, doesn't he does get a ticket. Get a ticket. He does not get arrested. It's a warning. Um, and he drives away, the and the other teens who are now their friends pull up and be like, "Steve, what was that? What happened?" Uh, and they're like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, we're gonna go investigate this dude's house. Do you want to come with?" So oh, I also um, like that they mentioned that they're glad they didn't get that warmongering cop. Like it's, I'm glad that the warmongering cop did not pull you over, because that guy would yeah. like he, the warmongering cop <laughs> really hates teens. He he hates all teenagers. Yeah. Every every teen's a liar. Te- like he doesn't even investigate this investigation. He just goes straight to like they're making it up and we should kill them. And this is not the war. I. Like, Jesus, man. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I didn't write down any of the cops names because they're not really important. All you need to know is there's the chief of police and then there's bad cop. There's bad cop <laughs> who doesn't believe any of the teams. There's dopey cop. And then there's other dopey cop. Actually, I don't even know if there's another. Dopey. Yeah, there's another it, cop. Yeah. So they go and investigate the house. Yes. And they, they look around and they're they're uh, they find the crater. And they're like, oh, this must be where the where it came from. And then they hear a dog barking in the background. And I think this might have been Jane's first line of the movie. Uh, she goes, <laughs> I think I hear a dog. <laughs> and one of the teens, one of the teens says, oh, no, this is what happens. So a dog barks and Jane says, oh, there must be a house nearby. And one of the teens, I don't know if this was a joke or if this was some sort of weird dialogue. He goes, that doesn't sound like a house. That sounds like a dog. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even remember that. I I don't remember that. That's, that's actually a good line. Just, yeah. Out of nowhere. He's like, that's not a house. Are you an idiot? That's a dog. <laughs> so do you remember any of the teens names? Oh, like I, I remember Mookie. Down. I remember Mookie. Mookie. And I think one I was, think he was a crazy one. You know, I think if you if you imagine the hyenas from Lion King, yeah, that's that's who they are. There's like the smart one, the evil one, or whatever, the mischievous mm-hmm. one, and then the crazy one. Yeah, whoa, wow, and that guy is super annoying. Okay, so <laughs> I can't remember this part, Peter. You're you're mentioning it, and I watched it two days ago, and I have no idea what you're talking about. I've wow! Yeah, they they go to this old man's house <laughs> and they just straight up steal his dog. Oh, do they? Where did that dog go? They walk, they walk right in the door and they say, "Well, we can't leave this dog here, even though it's in this guy's house." And they think at this point they think the doctor is saving this man. Oh, okay. So they just steal his dog and they're like, "We can't leave a dog here. That's irresponsible." Oh wow! And. What the first thing they do, the first thing they do once they steal this dog is drive away, let it out of the car, and it runs away. Oh, is that what happened to it? Why can I not remember this? Yeah. I would have remembered like a... Because this movie is so <laughs> strange. I didn't mind the movie. So, I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was awful. I just was like, it's a movie that yeah. is really trying to stretch out its time. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's cool Technicolor. Oh, I did read, Peter, mm-hmm. that this was, or th- like, I read some trivia, and it seemed to be like one of those producer movies where the producer, kind of like a a boxing manager, really hypes up this movie and makes it into something. So the movie itself is not that great, but yeah. like, I heard, you know, he was trying to get comedians to talk about the blob, and he was... He was wheeling and dealing. He was wheeling and dealing behind the scenes. So, like, teenagers are going to love this part or, you know, this part is going to be. So it was back in the day when those producers would just, like, I think the Castle films used to do that, too, where they would do shticks within the the theater. But uh, I I do appreciate that we're going back to the era where... Yeah, the producers is, are really involved in making this the pay-per-view event of the century. Exactly. The, he, yeah. yeah, he ran all the advertising. He ran all the uh, promotion for it. Like, he raised all the money. Like, the th- this, was, this was the producer's film. And uh, so while, while the teens are away in the woods stealing a dude's dog... 
the doctor has called in his nurse. Okay. I don't think the nurse gets a name. I think he just calls her nurse. And they're investigating the old man, and the uh, nurse walks in, and the old man is gone. <gasps> and it, she looks over to the side, and I cut away. There's, like, <laughs> this weird, like, orb, this pink orb, just kind of, like, pulsating. Ooh. And she screams and falls over, because that's what you do in the 50s. And, and you're a woman. And you're a woman. Exactly. You're a woman in movies in the 50s. Yeah, everything is terrifying, and oh, you just can't stand it. Literally. No. <laughs> I see what you did there. Get the fuck out of here. No. Oh, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> the doctor says, quick, get my acid that I keep in my cabinet and throw it at the blob. And she gets the acid and throws it, and it does nothing. The blob's just like, mmm, tasty. So, what's the logical next step? The uh, doctor goes into gun. his office and gets his gun. Goddamn gun. <laughs> I did like when he starts shooting at it, and it, it there was that kind of cool effect where they just jump mm-hmm. cut to another, like the blob yeah. in another position. Bang, bang. Yep. And the Yeah, oh, it has bullet holes in it now. The lights go out. No, wait, is that is that in the other scene? No, no, you, you have like, it right because the nurse trying to escape the blob knocks over a light. And then immediately gets eaten. Good. Yeah. Uh, so, so the lights are out. The doctor has his, like, <laughs> rifle. Uh, he's shooting the blob. Nothing's happening. And right at the perfect moment, Steve and Jane pull up. This is when they let the dog oh. out of the car, and it immediately Classic runs them. away. Irresponsible uh, as they are. Uh, Steve tries to go into the doctor's house, but the door is locked. And he sees the doctor being eaten by the blob through the window. <laughs> So his immediate thought, which was correct, was I should go to the police. Why are you laughing? What, that seems kind of logical. Or call him. Yeah, no, it, it's you'd think more horror movies would do this uh, <laughs> because he, he, okay. he has fairly good, good logic throughout the whole movie. He's like, oh, I'm not going to touch this weird <laughs> alien substance. Oh, uh, le- like, let's investigate things. Let's see what's going on. Oh, let me bring him to a doctor. Let me call the police. Like, he does normal things the whole point, movie. Peter. Like, I did This is actually a... Are we saying that this is a smart horror film? Like, one of the very few? Yeah, this and, I like, think we Get are. Out with logical choices? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this and Get Out are the two movies I can think of where logical choices are made... And still things go wrong. <laughs> yes. Wow. And I, I will say, when, when I I was reading, before I watched the movie, I read like the short blurb on HBO Max about the it. The short blob? Yes. <laughs> Beware of the blurb, it Bother. reads. And <laughs> so in the, in the blurb, it says, uh, teens try to warn a town about like some space monster and nobody believes them. Mm. But I will say when they go to the police and they say there's been a murder, a strange creature has attacked the town doctor. The chief of police says, yeah, we should hear them out. We'd like, if this is a murder, we have to investigate it. Yeah. That's what I don't get is because the other cops, well, specifically I'm going to just call him warmonger or Joe warmonger uh-huh. or Joe that cop, he's just like, eh, don't believe him. Don't believe that there's been two deaths today. It's like you still have to yeah. investigate a death. You don't have to believe that exactly. it's a giant blob monster. But he's like, ah. But there's still been What did teens yeah, do to him? What did death. teens do to him to make him distrust themselves? Murder his whole family? <laughs> no. He has a vendetta against oh my all God. teens. Yeah. So, yeah, they, that's exactly what they do. They go to the police station. Um, yeah. They meet. And the, the cops are like, great. And they go to the doctor's house. Let's investigate. Let's go. Yeah. It's bang, bang. And, uh, and they, find, they find compelling evidence to, say, to show that there was an actual murder there. Like, the doctor's room was locked from the inside. Uh, the window is locked. Uh, his office is messed up. 
And everything is starting to point towards, oh, maybe the cops will believe the teens. But who comes in? Mrs. Porter, the random housekeeper that he was on the phone (laughs) with. This was so fucking weird. I legitimately (laughs) thought that was the blob. I was like, that is the blob trying to inject doubt into this um, this situation. Uh This woman comes in. And it's like... And just starts disagreeing with everything, starting to tamper with evidence, (laughs) trying to get the cops out of the house. She does everything in her power to stop the logical progression of this movie. Do do you remember? Do you remember Transformers uh, three? I know that you Uh, do and watch that movie religiously all the time. I I watched it once when it came out. Okay. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because there was this lame betrayal by Patrick Dempsey or whatever, uh, right? The guy on ER or, um, uh, yeah, I think his name is Patrick Dempsey. And he's the, he's like this business tycoon. And then it's revealed that he's working for the Decepticons. Oh, and you're like, why you're human. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Why are you betraying? I guess the species, but what are you what are you to gain from this? It, yeah. it felt like what are you that. gonna get out of this? It felt like there was some like business <laughs> deal that the blob and Mrs. Potts or whatever her name was. Mrs. Porter. Mrs. Porter was like they did a under underhand or under the table exchange of goods and <laughs> she's now working for him. Yeah. For the blob. So she she goes in, she has an obsession with cleaning with cleaning <laughs> up because everything's a mess. the cops every single cop has to tell her please stop touching the evidence we have to investigate this (laughs) and it yeah eventually it it falls to the doctor was supposed to be going on this medical trip to the next town over so she thinks he's in the next town the cops are like well we'll call the hotel um and hopefully they'll tell us if he arrived or not oh and so that Another thing about that lady is Mrs. Mrs. Porter. She came in, and I legitimately thought somebody had just walked across the set accidentally. Like her introduction was so weird. Like in the background, you see randomly see this. Like Steve's talking, and you randomly see this old older woman just in the background. And then she's yeah. like looking around, and then they introduce her about thirty seconds later. And you're like, huh? Yeah. Okay. I legitimately thought that was a. Uh, by the way, I was, I, I don't mean to disrespect her performance. I, I, she was my favorite character of this show. <laughs> she was hilarious. One scene wonder, that woman. Uh-huh. Did nothing else. She was only in this movie. I looked online. Exactly. Never acted again. Uh, no need after you put a magnum opus performance <laughs> like that. God. So the, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the investigation gets put on hold. <laughs> Steve and Jane go back to their parents. I mention this only because it is important that you know that Jane's father is the principal of the local oh, school. It? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's all the information you need out of that. And they they sneak out to go continue investigating. And there was another flubbed line in there, by the way. I forgot what it was, but it was like... There was. Yeah, I, I can't remember it, but there, there's a few flubbed lines. Maybe this is... This is just, you know. And, yeah, yeah. so they they sneak out. They have the world's most boring conversation about their relationship. And (laughs) they... (laughs) And, by the way, Steve is traumatized. A logical, other logical thing. He's upset. Exactly. He just saw saw a man die. Guy get eaten alive. And no one will believe Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. So they they go out driving. (laughs) And what do they see on the road? But it's the dog that they clearly let escape. Just sitting in front of the grocery store. Oh my god, I don't remember that. Yeah, so they get out and they're like, "Oh, good, the dog. We we really dropped the ball on that. Let's let's try to fix this at least." And when they pick up the dog, the doors to the grocery store open, and Steve gets very confused because his dad owns the grocery store and it should be locked up. So yeah. I don't know what's going on here. And they go in, and there was supposed to be a janitor or some thing cleaning the store and he's not there and all of a sudden jane looks and there's the blob it's bigger now it's like the size of like a medium-sized dog oh, uh okay and 
it chases them around the grocery store. Oh, and it's very clear this thing can't be stopped. I, I love what I love up? the uh, stunt that she did, which was crash into a bunch of like pyramided uh, <laughs> or whatever uh, uh, cans in a pyramid. Yes, I thought that was cans, impressive. Yeah. I was like, that looked real, and it looked like it hurt. <laughs> Oh yeah, and they there were no stunt doubles listed in the credits. <laughs> oh, uh was this before oh, I mean sorry, was this after they talked to the So she snuck out. No. No. They they snuck okay. out and then they it, found the dog. Uh oh, cuz the okay. theater thing There's, comes later. But they start warning people. They start like going around and warning people that they're like nobody's going to believe us. This no, this is after this is after the grocery store when they oh, start really? warning people. You know that dog I sw- through I line uh, I totally missed, and now I'm I'm actually reconsidering. Maybe <laughs> this is the smartest horror movie that I've ever seen because that was actually kind of good writing. I didn't this yeah. and Get Out. Well, the, the, this and Get Out, the only two horror movies <laughs> worth watching. <laughs> yes. So Steve and Jane hide in a wood-lined meat fridge. I don't know where I've no, never been I in a meat that. fridge that's lined with like pine, but they <laughs> they get in a meat fridge and the blob starts to creep under the door, and then he's like, eh, "Actually, nah, I'm not gonna go in here." And he he, he the blob just leaves, which was and, film in forward, and then let's reverse the footage. Exactly. Boom. Good. Good. Good work. Uh, let's put it in the can. special effects right there. Yes. That's. That's ingenuity. Ingenuity. So Steve and Jane decide, well, uh, if the cops aren't going to investigate, we need to just start warning people <laughs> around the town. And uh, our our good old friends, Backward Racing Squad, yes. uh, we know they've gone to see some horror movie mm-hmm. uh, in the local theater. I can't remember what the horror movie was called, but it doesn't matter because... There was a poster outside for a movie called The Vampire and the Robot. Ooh. Why aren't Uh, we reviewing that movie? Exactly. I wish I could see. And I looked it up, too. And they made up The Vampire and the Robot for for The Blob. Damn it. Otherwise, we'd be talking about that movie right now. (laughs) And so, yeah, they they get uh, Backwards Teen Squad. Backwards uh, Teen Squad. uh, Backwards, Team Squad, activate! To just start going around the town and, like, knocking on people's doors Mm -hmm. and being like, get out, there's a monster. (laughs) And they go, it's such a strange sequence. Well, they do warn the police. They don't, doesn't, uh... Yes, they call the police. Steve McQueen... And they say... Yeah, calls the police and says, like, hey, uh... You know, we're going to do the... Oh, maybe I don't remember this part. All I remember is... No, he, he gets his buddy to call the police because... That's right. The police think, the police think he's at home asleep. Oh, yeah. So he's like, you got to call the police and tell them there's still a oh, monster. Wow. But um, all I remember of the, and, of the policeman is warmongering Joe. It says a weird line, yeah. like... Um, oh, let me find it. It was such a weird... It was a... Or, or no, the chief says something about warmongering Joe and says, you know, a kid hits his old lady in a turnpike uh, doesn't, it, what is it, doesn't make it a crime to be 17 years old. Like, it's trying to talk about his prejudice. What? Like, the chief says something about the old, or chief says something about warmongering Joe, maybe his wife got hit. Huh. The, like, in a, in a car crash. And now he just hates all teenagers. I guess so. And I was confused and wanted to know your opinion, but it seems like you don't remember no, that line. I don't remember that. Because it came that. out of nowhere. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm like, what is the backstory? And why is that one line in there? Yeah. <laughs> or is that an expression, the 50s expression? Like, ah, oh, you hit my old lady on a turnpike. Just like that. Yeah. And now, ah, oh, damn teens. <laughs> So, Sorry. yeah, yes. th- there's this very odd montage of backwards teen squad trying to warn the town. One of them is, like, creeping through the bushes and, like, comes across a couple people making out and then just watches them for a little bit. <laughs> and they see him and they're like, whoa, hey, what are you doing? 
He goes, I, there, there's a monster out here. And then he runs away. <laughs> <laughs> and then a, another pair go to what looks like a swingers party. Really? Uh he he knocks on the door and there's just like a bunch of people inside and I can't tell if they're drunk or just weird because the the guy who opens the door goes, right, what what can I do you for, kids? Do you want to come into our party? And the kids say, no, there's a monster. We're here to warn you. Watch out. There's a monster outside. And he turns to the party. Do you hear that, folks? Paul Revere's here. Oh, yeah. The British are coming. Why do you think it's a... And that's the end of the scene. Why do you think it's a swingers party, Peter? (laughs) What evidence do you have that it's a swingers party? I I have no evidence. (laughs) That's just my reading of the situation. (laughs) You just want to judge it up with Uh, the swingers in front of it. I do. I want to really give it its X rating. Oh, you're justifying this whole time why there was going to be an X rating. I see. Well, I... Yeah, I I think this was never meant for public (laughs) eyes. There was one sequence uh, I saw in the trivia on IMDb. That's where I do my research. It's real, real thorough. Um, Uh, (laughs) It's real thorough. Oh, yeah. Uh, Where they were going to have an extended absorption of the doctor, but they had to cut it out because Mm -hmm. the haze codes or whatever, whoever was, uh, maybe the producer's, boss was like no 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 you cannot do that it's too violent yeah it's too disturbing they said it was too disturbing i'd love to see that. yeah that would have been so disgusting dude Ugh. i would have loved to see that i mean i i probably would have even like more <laughs> trauma associated from my six-year-old watch of it so what happens so they're they're they they well, go let to every me tell place. you okay because the they go to every place and nobody really believes them. So what do they do? They get a bunch of sirens somehow. Oh, they yeah. start sending off like air raid sirens. And then I think they get like an ambulance to start going. They're off, honking their and horns. Then the fire siren starts going off and they're honking their horns, which leads me to my second favorite line of the movie. Um, and by the way, they're doing this to warn the town. Yes, they want it. They want to wake the town up so everybody will gather uh, at the grocery store to fight the blob. <laughs> at the grocery store. Yeah. And oh, that's why is it at the grocery store still? Because they, it they moved think on. It, they think it's inside. They think it's inside oh. the grocery store, and they want everybody to come see the proof that there's a monster okay. here. Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting but, you. What? Yes. What's your favorite as the scene? sirens go off, we cut to this random couple just asleep in their beds. And the guy wakes up and he hears the sirens and he goes, oh, air raid. I better get my civil defense helmet, <laughs> which I don't know if that's a real thing, but Probably he goes the into the time. closet and gets some hat, some helmet. Like it looks like a construction helmet. And he puts it on and then a new siren starts up and he goes, oh, a fire too, and he pulls out a firefighter helmet, and he's just like holding the two helmets and said, "Which which do I choose? I I don't know whether to <laughs> be civil defense or a firefighter. What's going on?" <laughs> so he hears the he hears the like the the siren the tornado sirens. Then yeah. he hears the fire uh, truck sirens. Well, that's not a random couple. That's the father of Jane. That's the principal. Was it? Yeah, because they go oh. downstairs and comfort the son that we haven't talked about, who doesn't need oh. any explanation. They're, yeah, he's useless. <laughs> there's a 26-year-old girl who's supposed to be playing a 16-year-old, and then, like, a 4-year-old brother that she has. <laughs> yeah, so, who's actually playing 4. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's the only actor who's playing uh, his age. But yeah, so everybody starts to gather at the grocery store. Um, the fire mm-hmm. department shows up. By the way, by the way, you can get eight apple sauces for like <laughs> ninety nine cents. <laughs> like what? A, what a deal! Did you know that's a real like, advertisement? <laughs> this was just a real grocery store. Yeah, while while they were filming, um, the person who actually owned the store was like. Well, this is great advertisement. So he turned the oh, lights good. on so Thank you can God. read all the ads better. <laughs> now we know there's a place in Pennsylvania that has uh, uh, sausages. Phoenixville. Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Okay, okay. Sausages for like $16. Or 16 cents. Whoa. God. Yeah. 
So yes, they are gathered. So everybody, everybody starts gathering. The fire department's there. Uh, another fun fact: that's the actual Phoenixville oh, fire cool. department. They did that's not hire cool. actors. <laughs> And everybody's confused and mad at Steve McQueen for waking them up at midnight. And Steve McQueen tries to give a speech, but like stops talking anytime somebody else says a word. And eventually the cops show up and the chief of police, who is the most like reasonable guy I've ever seen in a horror movie. Yeah. The chief of police (laughs) comes up and he goes, Steve, what's going on here? He's like, there's a monster in the grocery store. And I think Chief maybe asks one follow-up question and then immediately goes, all right, everybody, calm down, listen up. We're going to be vigilant. There might be something out there. Like, Chief is on board with this monster thing. Okay, I legitimately can't remember what comes after this. Like, how the... Well, let me tell you. Oh, the most famous sequence of the movie, Wesley. Okay. Cut back to the movie theater. Remember the vampire and the robot? That's still going on. Baby. Oh, did the blob sneak uh, out like the, behind uh, them? Oh my gosh. Yeah. The blob <laughs> sneaked out, went to the movie theater, and he's up in the project in the projection booth. Um, and you you see probably the most famous effect from this movie is the air vent and somebody's mm. squeezing like yeah. strawberry jam Fuck through this yeah. air vent, and it looks oh, like it's yeah. just oozing out. And the blob eats this uh, projectionist. Oh, that must have been a disgusting day on set. I, I uh, feel bad for that actor. Yeah. S- well, sticky stuff is really, like, not my... Th- like, <laughs> I do not like being sticky. So then somebody... Oh, this co- is not the movie for you. No. Well, somebody covering me in just silicone... Wet, moist, chunky silicone. Yeah. <laughs> not my thing. After he eats the uh, projectionist cut to this great miniature <laughs> of the blob just like busting through all those little projection yeah, windows yeah, yeah. in the theater Impressive. and just like starting to pour into the theater and then you cut to this great exterior of everybody just running out and screaming for their lives uh, they are having so much fun yeah half of them are laughing because it's just like they are- <laughs> <laughs> It looked like a lot of fun to make this movie. I will give it that. Um, And so that's when everybody who's gathered at the grocery store realizes, oh, the blob got out. And they look and they can finally see it. And it's huge. It's like the size of a house now. Mm -hmm. And they try shooting it. Nothing happens. They try running away. That works kind of. (laughs) Jane's... Brother, four-year-old brother shows up yep. with a toy gun and starts like shooting. Even for a four-year-old, like he is aiming in completely the wrong direction. That fucking dumbass! God, never trust a four-year-old no. with a gun. That's what I say. <laughs> Can we talk about how shitty four-year-olds are? No, no, no. It God, was funny in them. the fifties where the, you had like another theme of the. It seems like there was that like corny like. Little brothers are cute, or little sisters and little girls yeah. and boys are so adorbs. Mm-hmm. I am and glad we passed that <laughs> that phase yes, of movies. We're, we're over that. Now. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, so he's in danger. Yeah. the The brother, after he realizes his fake gun didn't mm-hmm. do anything, runs into okay. a diner, and Jane runs after him because she's like, "No, stop." That's a terrible place to go. And Steve runs after her for some reason. And I think it's protect, uh, protecting his yeah, girl. Yeah. Got to protect my, yeah. my. It's commitment, Peter. Yeah. Something you millennial doesn't know. <sighs> you, millennial you found me. You that found is... me out. <laughs> um, so they go into the diner and the blob, who I guess has a vendetta against Steve and Jane. That's right. Uh, immediately attacks the diner and like envelops it and it's going all over and it's starting to like push in through the windows. So Steve and Jane run to the basement and cut to outside where uh, the cops are like, well, bullets don't work. Uh, fire doesn't work. I know what we'll do. Um, warmonger cop. Why don't you oh, yeah. shoot the power line above the blob and electrocute it? <laughs> and this dude takes like 
no time at all. He's like at the power line, bang, one shot, clean. <laughs> power line falls onto the blob. Electrocutes. Nothing it. happens. Does not affect it at I all. I do appreciate that they did uh, like have that guy involved and let him try to be the hero. Mm-hmm. They kind of there was yeah. a reclamation of that guy's character. Yeah. Exactly. Well, once he saw that was there, there was actually a threat. Yeah. He, he he's been in a war, so he knows. And so they're they're down in the uh, in the basement of the well, diner. Well, you got to talk now, about this power you line. You got to talk about the uh, like the 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 telephone line that's just must be made out of titanium because it doesn't break oh. when the blob like envelops it. <laughs> And the guy shoots the electrical wire down yeah. or telephone wire down to electrocute it. This yeah. is some great service. There's a like there's a landline. <laughs> uh huh. There's a landline in the diner <laughs> that can hear anything. Like I, anywhere, right now, forever. I'm on a shitty uh, Wi-Fi connection, and Peter and I are having real trouble talking to each other, <laughs> and there's a lag. But that in yeah. 1958, that telephone line. Oh my gosh, we God, need to go we back. We perfected communication. This obsolescence model 70 years of, uh, ago. production is, is too much. Things were better back then. <laughs> no, they weren't. So They weren't. Yeah, so Steve is somehow on the phone yep. with the cops by just yelling up the stairs. And there's a fire <laughs> because they dropped an electrical line on a diner, so it caught on fire. <laughs> they tried. They tried. <laughs> So, so uh, the the diner owner gets a fire extinguisher and tries to put out the fire, but then the blob reacts and like retracts yeah. and starts to go back up the stairs. And Steve McQueen, as yep. we know, a brilliant chemist, immediately goes <laughs> CO two. That's its weakness. That's how you kill it. CO two. I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I don't know what's in a fire <laughs> extinguisher, but <laughs> he knew what it was. Yeah, I no. If if somebody said like, "Oh, that stuff in a fire extinguisher," that's how we kill it. Yeah. My first thought would be like, "I don't know, foam." I, don't I didn't know, know it was that, cold. What that's made of like that's not my thing. Yeah, so it turns out the blob's only weakness is cold, and yep. so Steve yelling up the stairs to the magical telephone yells, "Get." CO2 fire extinguishers. Not those other kind. I didn't realize there was another kind. Oh, I think they're He's talking like, about Only the... get the CO2. Because back in the day, it was water. So, like, water would shoot out oh. really fast. I've seen it on, like, like the slapstick comedies. They always, like, shot water into each other's face. Gotcha. So not the other coins. That makes sense, then. Kinds, yeah. Um, so this is where it makes sense that Jane's dad is the principal <laughs> of the school. Because he takes a mob of teenagers to a school... Breaks in because he forgot the keys, and they get like sixty fire They're all in the same somehow. room together. I'm sure, like <laughs> they're all they're in all that there. room that no one uses. Um, it's just full of fire extinguishers. And they rush down to the diner, and they all just start blasting the blob with fire extinguishers, and it starts to freeze. And the chief of police gets on the phone with the national defense yep. something. And he goes, now listen here. Its weakness is cold. It's weak to cold. We have to airlift it out of here. No, we can't do it tomorrow. It might melt. Get it to the Arctic <laughs> It was circle. something like that because it shrunk. And it shrunk. And the, Steve yeah. McQueen and Jane, who has said maybe three lines at the And this is the end of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. So they all come out. They all come out. And uh, uh, the chief of police says, we're, we're airlifting it to the Arctic. Uh, don't worry, as long as the Arctic no, stays they cold, we'll be safe. And they say specifically, you cannot kill it. <laughs> well, that I, I love the conclusions they make. But no, they don't even talk about the Arctic. I was like waiting for them to... because Do they not? No, they, I was looking down at the... Well, maybe, I, again, look how much I paid attention to this movie. Um, <laughs> I was looking down at the minutes, and I'm like, there's only one minute left, and I do... N- Thanks to you, I knew how this ended. So I was like, what? How are they going to get it to the Arctic? And they just said, as long as it stays cold, in the like the last sentence. And then they see it, see stock footage of something being parachuted down onto the Arctic. But I don't think they ever said Arctic in the whole uh, movie. Do they never say that? I could have N- sworn... 
because I'm, I'm I was waiting for that and they didn't say it. And then I was like, how are, how is this movie going to end? There's only 30 seconds left of this movie. And you just see a thing shoot down and uh, that's it. And then the end comes up and we all leave the theater and we say, get out in the blob. Two of the best horror movies of the, the only horror movies you need the, to see. The, the only move, only horror movies worth talking about. Get out and the purely blob. logical, all of it. Um. All right, stand by. I'm getting to the bottom of this. Are you like looking it up on the script or something and pressing I am, Arctic? Yes. Just look at the last lines. Yeah. Okay. So okay. he requests the authorities that the Air Force cargo lift. Um. Says the creature is not dead. To this, Steve replies. Yes, as long as the Arctic stays cold. Oh, okay. So Steve McQueen says, I, I guess I guess the chief of police never specifies where it's going, but Steve says, well, as long as the Arctic stays cold. Yeah, so I was right, motherfucker. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> which, Sorry. which does Sorry. leave me. <laughs> I love you, Peter. I love you. <laughs> Forgive uh, me. But, you are forgiven, Wesley. Um, but it does lead me to my uh, my point that I I think the Blob was remade in the eighties, and apparently okay. I haven't seen the eighties one, and apparently it's scary. Apparently but there was I a second think one it is, too. There was like a second in the seventies. Really, Blob God. Two, Electric Boogaloo. But no, I I think it is time. <clears throat> I think it is time to remake the Blob. Okay. Because as long as the Arctic stays cold, <laughs> we're safe. And guess what's happening, baby? But uh, no, it, it all, honestly, it ends quite suddenly. Like, they figure out a solution, and four minutes later, the blob is out of there, beaten. Yep. And uh, uh, I, I will say, watching this watching this movie again from since I was a kid, uh, not, a, not, not as scary as I remember it. <laughs> no. Uh, really it is fun like it, it is like a good 50s creature feature i did enjoy yes. it uh to that extent but i don't i don't think i'll ever watch it again <laughs> i i i wanted like cranberry sauce after this movie oh yeah in the mood for but no i thought it was fine it was a little forgettable um mm-hmm. I, I would say it would be more of a cult movie and here's the thing we said we're talking about movies they're so good they're or we're not talking about movies they're so good they're bad and they're cult movies yeah but this one actually kind of i was doing more research on it and it kind of is a cult movie already so, yeah <laughs> this, this movie apparently was it, double billed um, it was it was literally a B movie, okay. um, because uh, I can't remember what the movie it was. Yeah, I don't either. Like advertised with, but people would go to see that first movie and then they'd stick around to watch the B movie, which was the Blob, and the Blob got more popular. So eventually, it was released on its own. That's why its initial rating was X because it wasn't supposed to be a headliner. Uh, it, oh. it couldn't, like, it was only given its PG rating later <laughs> once it became a, okay. uh, a actual okay. released movie. But yeah, no, it's, uh, <clears throat> it, it, it w- is by definition mm-hmm. an actual cult movie, but I don't think anybody watches it anymore. I think the town of, what is it? The one Phoenixville. Pe- Phoenixville loves it. And mm-hmm. I didn't know Steve McQueen was in this movie until I started watching it. I think it has... I think it has longevity, even though... Mm-hmm. I think it's worth a watch. I If you like, if you like old monster movies, yeah. you'll like this movie. Yeah, it's from a different era of movie making when producers had more... It wasn't the directors that were the focus. It was the producers, it feels like. Yeah. Uh, it has politics with that B-movie feel. Uh, you're you're saying to me it's a real B-movie? Like, it was, you know... Yeah, legitimately uh, a B-movie. The next movie, or yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I 
didn't mind it. I love the colors. I love 50 movies, 50s movies because of that Technicolor. Mm-hmm. I wish mm-hmm. movies looked like that. Now, I understand it doesn't. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would get, I would recommend this movie. May, not, not like as a, uh, uh, watch, watch it and then like show it to your friends and then show it to their okay. friends. I'd watch it like once. I'd watch this movie once and then you can put it on your shelf and lend it to somebody so <laughs> they can watch it. I don't think you need to watch. This is uh, speaking as somebody who's just rewatched the movie. It's not really worth a rewatch. <laughs> okay, so how about this? I'll ask because we are. I feel like we're fishermen, right? I, I haven't talked to uh-huh. Peter about we this are, before. Correct, and we're casting our. <laughs> Our our hooks our reels into the 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 pond of forgotten uh, movies, and we're pulling it out. All right, we're pulling right. out movies, okay. And now our option yeah. is to keep the fish and bring it for all to see, mm-hmm. or throw it back into the pond of obscurity. What would you say? Mm. This should. I would keep. I would keep it. I'd keep okay. it. Maybe that has. More to do with my history okay. with the movie, uh, but I would I would, I would keep actually it. throw it back. I think I think it doesn't need that to be sense. in pop culture, <laughs> but I did like it. Nope. Or I, it doesn't need to be as remembered as it maybe wants to be. No, it's no it's no, no Frankenstein. It's no it's no plan from Wolf Man. Yeah, it's not, not even it's o- the no blob. plan from <laughs> outer space or what is it? Plan Nine from outer space. Which I would yeah, definitely recommend. Plan Nine from Outer Space. Notoriously bad, and it's it has this feel mm-hmm. to it, but it's not <laughs> logical. <laughs> okay, so you keep the yeah. fish, and I throw this one back. Exactly. I think we're... Uh, actually, no. I, I'm trying to think back to our last two episodes. Uh, I, I've, I think I've kept every movie. <laughs> Have we're, you? Uh-huh, because I love okay. Tremors. I, I don't love this movie, but I think it's worth a watch. I um, do, and Lee yeah. Shorty Gentleman was great. Um, <laughs> I'm pinning that up on my wall and yeah. making it sing to me like those <laughs> singing bass. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'm three for three. Maybe I just maybe I'm just easily swayed. No, we need to watch a movie I don't like. No, that's all right. That's all right. I'm I'm one for three. I, I, League of the yeah. Extraordinary Gentleman is the only one I'm keeping. Oh, yeah, the the only one you you suggested. <laughs> suggest a good one, Peter. No, I'm just kidding. I did like this one. No. I just don't think it <laughs> needs to be remembered. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Okay. Great. Well, th- that's another successful episode on our parts. <laughs> Probably too long as usual, but let's do it. Yeah. Well, I'm Peter. I'm Wesley. This has been Hello from Obscurity. <laughs>